Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey listeners, welcome to Amalia Anthology. Here you can find a collection of our most read pieces on Amalia.com, read by the authors themselves so that you and our readers can enjoy your favourite articles in a new way. This episode, the rogue Muslim is reading her piece, exploring the history of Karbala as a sensory experience. Enjoy. Exploring the history of Karbala as a sensory experience. Salam alaikum. My condolences to you on the martyrdom of the grandson of the Holy Prophet, his family and companions. Muharram marks the first month in the Islamic lunar calendar. Unlike the Gregorian calendar, the Muslim New Year begins with commemorating a tragedy where both the strength and weaknesses of humanity were tested. It begins with the commemoration of the death of the grandson of the Holy Prophet wasallam, Imam Hussain along with his family and companions. It begins with death for the sake of Islam. Marking the Islamic New Year with a reflection on death is poignant. It's a time to recenter and refocus based on an understanding that time is limited. Our time is limited. It's a reminder that Allah is the creator and governor of that time, and we are to serve on his earth until he calls us to return unto him. It reminds us that death is the one constant of life. In remembering death, we recall the verse, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Indeed, we belong to Allah, and to him we are returning. We are in a continuous process of returning to Allah. Every breath we take, every opportunity, challenge, calamity are all steps in our journey back to our Lord until our time on this earth comes to an end. In fact, in the preceding verse to 155, Allah says, And we will surely test you all with something of fear and hunger and loss of property, lives and fruits, but give glad tidings to the steadfast patient. Fear itself, fear of fear, of hunger and loss of property, lives and the fruits of labor are what overwhelm us. But Allah says to those who remember and recite the verse, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, remind themselves that this is all about the process of returning to our Creator and to a place of peace. This process is a means to the destination a destination full of what is overwhelmingly absent in this transient world, justice, mercy, compassion and love. It's promised to us and a promise from God is sweeter than all promises. It was this very test of fear, hunger, loss of property, lives and fruits that were tested on the plains of Karbala on the 10th of Muharram, on Ashura. This test was a tragedy on the senses, one that connects us to the foundations of our human selves. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
The Battle of Karbala took place on the 10th of Muharram in the year 61 AH, approximately 50 years after the death of the Prophet Muhammad. At this time, the Muslim rulership had been transferred to Yazid, son of Muawiyah. Yazid's rulership was filled with corruption and violence, and Imam Hussein, son of Imam Ali Abu Talib, and grandson of the Holy Prophet, took a stand against it. Yazid was feared and hated for his violence and knew that Imam Hussein was respected by society. Thus, in order to validate his methods, Yazid went to force Imam Hussein for his pledge of allegiance towards him. Imam Hussein was raised in the household of the Prophet and was raised on the principles of truth, justice, and the right path of Islam. After refusing to give allegiance to Yazid, Imam Hussein took his ultimate stand for justice on Ashura where he and his 72 companions were outnumbered by Yazid's army of 30,000 men, were massacred. The battle began after the afternoon prayers, with Yazid's army leading the attack on Imam Hussain and his companions. Despite having a limited number on their side, the companions of Imam Hussain fought valiantly. Eventually, Imam Hussain was killed and the bodies of the martyrs were trampled upon. This revolutionary act for justice and to save the truth of Islam sparked spiritual, physical, emotional, social, cultural and political revolutions to this day. So why is this a tragedy of the senses? Why is this a timeless tragedy that unites millions of mourners and revolutionaries every year? And yes, I intentionally use the word revolutionary to unite us all because to commemorate the revolutionary act of Imam Hussein and his companions today is an act of revolutionary resistance against oppressors that wish to silence the tragedy that saved Islam. This is the sensory experience of Karbala. Sight Karbala is a tragedy for one's eyes. In today's socio-political climate, we are increasingly becoming desensitized to the loss of human life, to the loss of human connection, and to the loss of our capacity to grieve. Karbala revitalizes the senses and the ability to connect through the remembrance of what the marches experienced and what the women of Karbala witnessed. When you close your eyes and retell the stories of Karbala in your mind, you can picture the flag-bearer of Islam, Hazrat Abbas salam, fighting to get water for the young children who had been starved of water for three days. You can picture the army of Yazid attacking him, piercing his body and slaughtering his hands as he sought to quench the thirst of the children. You can picture the neck of a six-month-old baby, the great-grandson of the Holy Prophet, being pierced with a three-pronged arrow when his father Imam Hussein took him out to the plains of Karbala to plead with the army of Yazid to let his infant son have water. You can picture Hazrat Ali Akbar, whose face was said to remember that of the Holy Prophet, valiantly fight for truth and justice. You can picture Imam Hussein picking up the shredded bodies of his sons, of his brothers and of his friends at least 72 times. You can envision the strength and pain it would have taken to watch your loved ones depart this world to defend and save the faith. Our faith. You can picture the shackles placed on the necks and feet of the ladies of the household of the Prophet and on his eldest grandson, Imam Zainul Abidin as they walked from Karbala to Damascus. You can picture the blood seeping out of their bodies from the tightness of the shackles. 
You can picture the tearing of the hijab of the ladies of the Prophet's household. Why can you picture this? Because you can see this happening in some form today. From the Islamophobic attacks and post-9-11 hijabs being snatched, to the genocide against Palestinians and Kashmiris today, where they witness the blood of their loved ones being shed every day. And if you can't see this, Karbala will open your eyes for you. For it is at Karbala where the culmination of the worst offences against humanity occurred. Sound. If you can't picture the tragedy of Karbala, you can hear it. You can hear the hope of Hazrat Horror as he sought forgiveness from Imam Hussein salam for his part in starving the family of the Prophet. You can hear the welcome of Imam Hussein as he embraces Horror into the camp of truth. You can hear the plea of Imam Hussein asking the army of Yazid to lay their weapons of hatred. You can also hear his pledge to Allah and denouncing any pledge of allegiance to Yazid and his hijacking of Islam. You can hear the weeping from the tents where the ladies bore witness to the tragedy. You can hear the hesitancy of Imam Hussein as he gives permission to his family and companions to fight for Islam. You can hear the cries of the children crying, Al-Atash, 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 the thirst is killing us. You can hear the footsteps of Imam Hussein walking back and forth seven times, carrying the corpse of his six-month-old son, Ali Asghar, to where the child's mother awaits him. As he does this, you can hear him cry, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, ridham wa tasliman li amri. Indeed, we belong to Allah, and to him we are returning. We are happy with his will, and carry out his command. You can hear this because... How often have you cried at the injustices you hear of? How often have you heard black men and women pleading and crying, I can't breathe? How often have you heard the cries of the mothers losing their babies due to family separation? And if you can't hear it, Karbala will open your heart. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. To do so. Touch. If you can't hear Karbala, you can feel it. You can touch the plains of Karbala, the desert sand and that absorb the blood of truth and justice. You can feel the touch of Hazrat Abbas laying on the lap of imams, broken and crying out. Labaika ya Hussein, we are at your service, O Hussein. You can feel the embrace of Imam Hussein holding his five-year-old daughter Sakina to his chest for the last time. You can feel the tears of Sakina as she knows that this will be the last time she sees her father before being orphaned. You can feel the lips of Bibi Zainab kissing her brother on his neck and chest as he was requested by their mother for this day. You can feel the touch of Imam Hussein collecting the battered and scattered body parts of his loved ones. You can feel the assault of words and arrows piercing the bodies of the marches. 
You can feel all this because you can feel the potential last touches of Syrian refugees embracing their family members and friends before fleeing their homes. Because you can feel the pain of Muslims gathered in worship picking the bodies of their brothers and sisters after mass shootings in places of worship. Because you all have loved ones and it would pain you to think of your final moments with them. And if you can't feel the touch of these moments, read about Karbala and your heart and body will open up to this. Taste. If you can't touch Karbala, you can taste it. You can taste the hunger and the thirst of the 72 companions who have been blocked access to water and food for three days. You can taste the dryness of their mouths. You can taste this because you have experienced hunger and thirst during Ramadan. Because you can imagine what the contaminated water of Flint tastes like. You can imagine the hunger that Yemenis face due to the Saudi Arabian blockade. You can taste it when you sit down for your meals and are grateful for having the security of what millions around the world are starved of. And if you can't taste it, Karbala will allow you to begin to taste it. Smell. If you can't taste it, you can smell Karbala. You can smell the smoke of the burning tents as Yazid's army set fire to them whilst the family of the Prophet are still within. You can smell the violence of greed. You can smell the death surrounding the plains of Karbala when the marchers were trampled on. You can smell it because you can smell the aftermath of Iraq being bombed. You can smell the greed of the arms trade. You can smell the smoke of the burning Amazon. You can smell the smoke of violence everywhere. And if you can't, Karbala will open your senses to it. Karbala was and is a process of returning to God. Karbala is not a sectarian tragedy. Karbala was and is a human tragedy. It was and is an intervention on earth for us to reconnect with ourselves, reconnect with each other and reconnect with God. It's an intervention for us to establish prayer and give zakah and enjoin what is right and forbid what is wrong, as commanded to us in 2241. So, are we going to hijack the efforts made to save Islam, or are we going to learn from it? When the time comes that inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un will be recited on our bodies, will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with us? as he was pleased with the marchers of Karbala. Thank you. Wassalam. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Amalia Anthology series. If you'd like to be a part of the anthology series or want to interview an elder, get in touch at contribute at amalia.com. If you enjoy the podcast and wish to support our production, head on over to amalia.com support. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one.